Weekly Sauce, Damn. episode 60. Marco, 60. I don't, I don't know what episode you were on before, but number 60 is the big one because we have you back on, especially after a midst of all these crazy Montreal Canadiens talks. But before we get to Marco and before we get to Alex, this episode, as usual, is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Uh, best sauce is man, truffle sauce. Unbelievable. I ordered it. It's unbelievable. It's like... It's second to truffle sauce, but it's still pretty good. Um, the mustard truffle sauce is, sucks your dick, as I've said before. Big, big dick Josh Anderson would love that shit. Uh, so visit Mike's PBQ up, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Uh, we have the hockey expert. We have Marco D'Amico in the house. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? We're good, man. We're good. Alex, good. my buddy, I missed you, man. It's been two weeks. Oh, yeah. We've been uh, at the beach. A nice vacation, man. Oh, my best weather ever. It's never hot. It's it's nice, breezy. I mean, it was an amazing week, and I'm back. Are we allowed to swear? 60. Of course. Okay. Fuck you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a nice it's day fucking today. raining here. No, it's Every a- fucking goddamn time. And oh, now yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been pretty shitty, the weather in Montreal. It's been July was absolute ass. August looks really well. Yeah, so and far. I'm jealous because, like, the only thing we have close to a summer's breeze is, like, walking along this polluted, like, river that we call the St. Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, this guy gets the Pacific Ocean, which is, like... And it was eh. overcast, too. Yeah, amazing on the outside. But then if you go inside, like, half the fish are mutated. So, <laughs> yeah. win-win. Win-win. And it's always when you go on vacation, it's like... It's like Alex got lucky that he had like perfect weather, but like I, sometimes I feel like when I go on vacation. There's always like even if I go to an all inclusive, there's like two days where the weather's like eh, you know. But I, you got to depends. Get... Down south is weird because like they'll say like it's gonna rain, and then it's gonna rain for as long as you said it's gonna rain, and then boom, all of a sudden it's pure sun for the rest of the day. That's it. Yeah, Miami's like that. Yeah, Miami's yeah. yeah it's the tropical places, right? Um, I don't think people are tuning in to listen to us talk about the fucking weather in Florida <laughs> or in California or wherever. Uh, they're, they're here to talk so we can ask the hockey expert some questions since he's the expert and we are far oh. from it. Well, at least I am. Um, it's been a crazy couple weeks, eh, Marco, since the playoffs ended? Especially for Tell the me apps. about it. Oh, just hockey in general. I mean, scandal after scandal, uh, shock after shock. Uh, I'm, where do you even start? I mean, Shea Weber basically having to quote unquote retire. Yeah. I mean, basically at this point, I mean, I knew he was playing through a knee injury. And then we knew throughout the end of the year that he was playing with a thumb injury, but we didn't know how bad it was. Right. Yeah. Nick Kiprios reported that knee injury last year and he still played through it and he played through a season of it. And now eventually, you know, it's, it's, the end of the line for a guy who's basically given his entire body to the sport. And, you know, it sucks that he didn't see a Stanley cup victory in his, in his career, but at least he got to get to the Stanley cup final, which he actually, he didn't even get to a conference final yeah. in his entire career prior to this year. So, you know, I mean, and the same thing could be said about Carrie price, um, but it's fun to see them actually get that opportunity. So, now you got to turn the page. You got to try to rebuild on the fly. I'm not exactly sure how one replaces a Shea Weber on the fly, but so, I mean, you can't. There's there isn't anybody that's going to come in and replace him right away. Um, but there might be somebody in the pipeline that can. But as soon as I saw, mm. like we all here, I mean, maybe 
We don't know yet, right? Maybe we will draft somebody eventually. Maybe it's going to be Gooley. Doubt it. Um, well, Gooley would play left. Right. Oh, okay. They're, talking they, about like pure position, but I'm just talking about the person, you know, like the oh, like the person. Power. No, yeah. no, they they yeah. Then in that case, yeah, they have tons of players that could that could fill a top. Oh, well, we role. just we just drafted one who is very controversial, uh, Logan Mayu. Yeah, he look. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about him. Okay, he's he's a guy who's who has talent. Okay, it's undeniable. Well, he was a he first talent. talent. No, look, Alex. There's nothing you can tell me about Logan Mayu that hasn't already been said. There's nothing you can tell me about Logan Mayu that uh, I, that everybody like everybody understands the situation. He messed yeah. up. It's inexcusable. He needs to repent. But it's not his fault. He got drafted. It's Montreal's. And, and, and that's on other, and other teams. In other teams, we're going to draft him second round. And other teams that were willing to draft him as well in the second round. That's on the league for not having a rule that allows players to opt out. The fact that they have no consent in their own drafting. I mean, I don't. I we're talking about consent when it comes to my. They haven't until a certain day to opt out, right? Or is there no, just no? No, opt-out? there is no such thing as opting out. Yeah, so in, it, in hockey. Yeah, so in the NFL you can actually opt out, yeah. but in NFL, NHL, NBA you can opt out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and and so I find that extremely weird, and it removes any choice from the players. And in this situation, it would have saved so many people a headache. And and again, this doesn't excuse Mark Bergevin from drafting him. It really doesn't. This screams desperation to me. This screams, I am going to completely remove the personal human aspect from this and look at it from a pure hockey perspective he was the best right defenseman available at that point in the draft that's why they took him so and i mean they probably had the habs and mayu and their and mayu's camp probably had 20 to 25 conversations before they were drafted him right i mean let's no, they hadn't spoken to him a week before they drafted him but let's say they had all these conversations before maybe they didn't speak to him a week before they drafted him but i'm sure they've had multiple conversations with him obviously maybe 25 is an exaggeration but no but at least a, a, they had a pr dozen, text dozen. ready they had no, a pr text yeah, ready they had a pr text ready but they also to to to, to terry's point they met with him a few times throughout the season. I think they were well aware of what was going on. And, and oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, that they didn't know. What I'm saying is that they probably had their own. They talk, spoke to the kid, and if the kid explained to them how remorseful he was, and you know, he they bought it. They 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 drank the Kool Aid. The issue that I have isn't necessarily with the kid. I mean, the kid made a mistake. He didn't. I mean, the the girl that was affected by this, unfortunately, she felt like she wasn't, she didn't get her 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 apology that she was looking for and all that stuff. The team has a responsibility to that person. That's the way I see to 100%. the woman. To the woman, one hundred percent. And it's and, okay that they drafted him. He's at that level. I don't mind that they drafted him. But did they do their due diligence before? Did they speak to the woman? Did they speak to the kid's family? Did they do all of that? And I just don't believe that they did. That's the that's the problem with this. And and I don't know about you guys, but. Bergevin to me is I don't know any other GMs that get that gambles more than him. On he 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 does that he he did the Corey Perry gamble. He did okay. so many other gambles. I, I I can't even think about it. Sergey Jeff for Jordan. Yeah, he he's a guy that loves gambling. Worst trade of all time. And and Logan <clears throat> Mayo may or may not no, work no, out. No, it's not. Worst trade of all time. It's close, but no. Worst trade. Martin Erad for Philip Forsberg is by far worse. That's, that's a really bad one. I <laughs> yeah. made a really bad one once in my fantasy league. I traded Jordan Blum, Jonathan Blum, for I traded Ryan Johansson for Jonathan Blum. Head to head. Oh, oh, my God! I don't even, 
even Nashville was like, oh, why'd you do that? <laughs> um, but to, to, to Alex's point, I agree. Like, Mark Bergevin is in, in, in a I don't give a shit mode right now. I think a lot of people see the writing on the wall. I think this is his last season as the GM for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so he has a I short leash. I don't think he has a short leash. I think it's a I don't I don't give a shit kind of scenario. And Molson basically having to come in and clean up his mess. Uh, because yes, Molson signed off on it, but I don't think Molson had all the information. I don't think Molson knew the implications that it would have brought out to draft such a a, a, a player. And now he's in the situation where he's got to get involved. Yeah. No owner is gonna is going to allow his team to draft a player and have to get him involved and him in a press conference if that player isn't perceived to be a surefire top four impactful player. Like I'm sorry, either they think Logan Mayu is going to be literally Shea Weber's replacement, or Molson was not properly informed on the situation. Yeah, I think that if uh, if they b- really believe that, then yeah, you're 100 percent right, Marco. You, you 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 take the bullet. The guy, you know, he did what he had to do. The kid, um, he did the bare minimum. Now you, you're like, okay, you know what? He did what he had to do. Maybe we can kind of get away from this. The 15 minutes in the media, he'll be um, he'll be scrutinized. We'll be scrutinized, and then the season's going to start. P- people are going to forget about it. This is probably what went through their minds. But at the end of the day, do they really think that he's going to be an immediate impact? There's no way he could be made an impact. He's still going to have to develop for three, four, five years to become that type of guy. And I don't know if it was who I, I'm not a draft guy. I'm not like a prospects guy. You guys know better than me. Who else was available that they could have taken at that time at the same level? At, at they specifically focused on trying to get a right defenseman. There was one viable pick at that point. It was Scott Murrow. He was picked. I think 15 or 16 slots later and not in the same ballpark in terms of well, skill. And I was very high on Sasha, on Sasha, but Yeah. And I, I was so sure he was going to be the pick. And Oh, I could have told you my face, my face went like <laughs> what, when I saw Logan Mayo, Th- that was the- your face. Okay. Alex, I was, I was on the radio. It's <laughs> 91.9 FM in really French, live during the pick. And the first thing that I did was laugh. The second well, thing that I, I did was I know you tweeted you, you tweeted it on Twitter with laughing after later. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, I <laughs> like what? And, and, and again, as you said, I'm continuously floored by the needless risks that Mark Bergevin takes in his career. I've never seen a guy in a GM role look like it's almost like he's here. He's always playing poker. It's always playing poker. It's almost like and he's, he's just like, I'm playing with house money. Let me see what happens. Yeah, and exactly. A lot of them Let hit. see what happens. A lot of them hit. And, and that's the thing with Bergevin. A lot of them hit. do hit. And when they don't, you hear about it forever. But, you know, a lot of people yeah. don't talk about when he does. And I wonder if I wonder if he has a gambling addiction. He does not. Just like, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, maybe. He does not. But I don't. Not. Not, not based on. Not this. everybody's Evander Kane, buddy. Oh <laughs> man, there's another mess. We can get into that a bit later. But that's another fucking. That guy is legit. legit I don't even care. I don't even care if he earth. threw games. I don't even care if he threw games. Yeah. I don't. 
I really, really don't. Because San Jose was shit, and he had a career year, so it doesn't really add up. Yeah, exactly. But what I will say is to leave your ex-wife with the two kids at home and just fuck off to Europe and party. Like, dude, you have a responsibility to those two beings. I don't care how you feel about your ex-wife. I like, like, how, his, his, home. I like how his his response was, yeah, I tried to FaceTime them all the time, and she didn't want to. Well, no shit she didn't want to, man. You do nothing. She takes care of them all the time. Why should you yeah. have these rights? That FaceTime guy is them? legit scum of the earth. Scum. Like, dude, like, I will say this. My mother moved away when I was six years old after my parents' divorce. She was a 15-hour drive or a three-hour flight away. She was here every three weeks. There you go. Evander Kane is a millionaire. He could be with his kids right now, but he chooses to party. Exactly. He and for that, he is scum. All right, back from the wait, scum. Wait, wait. I want to I address something. Alex, I've, I've noticed how, as a Russian, you how, how hard it is for you to say Russian names. Why? Wait, which, wait, which Russian names? Pastuyov. Anything with a well, pause at the end of I, it. I, Okay, no, for, but you I should just be name. like fucking. Right. I don't know, I, also, no, no. I forgot his name. I forgot his name. <laughs> I also respect this in in the context because there's a lot of Russian names on paper that are no longer pronounced the Slavic way, right? Okay. Pastuyov is the way you're supposed to. Pronounce well, he's American. It. He's American. But he's American. But it's so Russian he pronounces it Pastuyov during well, games. So you see how that can disconnect, right? Well, that's maybe because he's American, but there's no J in the Russian language. It's a it's, it's a, a Y. It's a Y. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly, a pastijov, yeah. but yeah. it's pronounced pastijov in certain circles, which is really weird. And I would really like him on a line with Pasternak at one point, but mm-hmm. that's besides the point. That's that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. Pastijov would have been a great second round pick. It just I don't I could have told you right away. Montreal okay. did not want him. Okay, the, the 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 rest of our picks. Which one do you think is the one that like you're the most certain that's going to make the NHL? Certain? Um, I think Mai was going to make the NHL for sure. Mm-hmm. I think beyond him, there's one guy I really really liked, and that was Josh Hawan, fifth round pick. Um, I thought. The kid fell because of scoring concerns and and professionalism concerns. And it was just not working out for him um, when you saw him with St. John Sea Dogs. It just, something didn't click. And already picking him first overall the first season, you already saw something wasn't really clicking with that team. And that team is weird to begin with, with the group of players they had. Once he was traded to to Sherbrooke, he had 13, uh, 13 goals in 20 games which is basically a 35-goal clip in a regular season. Um, that generally gets you first-round consideration in this league. Yeah. Um, the, reason, the reason why is because he was playing in St. John the whole year. And I don't know if you guys know, but not everybody can get into the stadiums to watch him play or the arenas to watch him play because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Quebec-based Montreal Canadian scouts could. Serge Bavard, Donald Odette, were able to. And that's the reason why you see four QMJHL kids picked by the Habs this year, because the QMJHL um, was the league that was the least affected by COVID in Canada. And during, so, during the season, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. period. The whole, the whole year. It, it was the, since COVID hit, the QMJHL is the, is, the, is the league that played the most amount of games. And at the end of the day, there's a little bit more certainty in those players. And when you look at Josh Hua, he actually fell because they didn't have enough 
data on him when things turned around. He lost 25 pounds when he went from St. John to, to Phoenix because they finally put him on a proper nutritional and and physical development path. Yeah, he's a big he boy. He dropped all that weight. Amazing. He's down to 180 now. Still a big which, boy. Yeah, exactly. But he's six foot 180. Pure power. Yeah. And the guy was putting up goal after goal after goal. He was a point per game player and Phoenix had just sold everybody. They had nobody left. Everybody was traded. So he comes in on a rebuilding roster and scores at a 35 goal clip. That is, to me, a Gallagher-esque style pick in the fifth round yeah and someone who could really turn around and and give you a a a boom and not a bust alex the the pick that i really liked was oliver kapanen that's that's a that's a sly play by timmons i agree because i've also watched his uh his games right now with the u18s against against uh, the us he played great he he had uh two goals i believe it was a summer showcase yeah the summer showcase that's the name (laughs) And um, and also Xavier Simono, who I, I I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him because the guy he, he's 20 years old. Yeah, he's overaged, obviously, um, but he's a long shot. I think he might well, make I mean, it just like David Dermé. There's nothing wrong with drafting a 20 year old. I mean, there's some there's guys that get drafted at 22. That they'll just be AHL and maybe get a few games up and maybe get a contract. And you know, there's plenty of guys out there like that. And you you never know until you draft them. And you know, it's kind of good that they they went into the queue and they drafted so heavily into the queue. I mean, also we saw what they did in free agency. Like I don't know if they're trying to send a message because they had that one game where there was no French Canadian players. I don't know, but it's crazy to me. The 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 one thing though that I will say about the queue and why guys slide from the queue a lot, there's this I don't know, like in Europe, don't they have like if you if you score a goal in in uh in, in Spain it counts more than if you score a goal in the Ukrainian. Yeah, the, 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 the projected value of yeah. goal, yes. So it's the same thing in, in the in the CHL when it comes to yeah. the O dub and, and the Q. If you score hundred goals in the Q, it's not equivalent to 100 goals in the O. Like, that's just the reality. And so that that, that that used to be the case for the longest time. Over the last, I'd say, five years, the lines have slowly meshed. Now it's the OHL that's become the easier scoring league, and it's the QMJHL that's slowly becoming more defensive. Well, they're becoming and more the WHL def- is the most defensively. Yeah. WHL has always been. They're always like big yeah, they D, haven't changed big D style. come out of there. It's like always... They haven't changed style at all. Yeah. It's the other way around now, where the OHL and the QMJHL are just kind of like... Oh, man. I, I still um I still have the Q really low behind the O. Like especially watching the kids. The the Q is more advanced at producing general quality. The OHL is better at producing stars. Therein lies yeah. the difference. Okay. And I think if you look at the way that the leagues are supplemented by import drafts, um, the OHL benefits far more, and the WHL, for that matter, benefit far more from imports than Quebec does. So there's been another Bergevin gamble this offseason, the carry price exposure. I loved it. <laughs> so the moment they exposed carry price, I'm like, okay, that's a very smart move. Because for one, it's a win-win situation. Because if we lose price, we get ten and a half million freed up for the next five years. If we keep price, we're still keeping a really good goalie. That's cool. So, yeah. Some <laughs> would say now it's Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Some would say it's, 
it's it's Kucherov. Okay, he's like, oh, number one bullshit. Uh, who's flirty? He was talking, and, he was talking about flirty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never said anything bad about Price. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and can't because Price. Uh, Price would kill him. Price has number. So, so it was a good gamble. Um, w- what did you think of it when you first saw it? Oh, good gamble! Immediately, everybody was freaking out that Carey Price would be taken, and the first thing that came to my mind was, "Oh, you don't know Ron Francis. Ron Francis has never, and I, I will." reiterate this just for show purposes never had a number one goaltender on his team never always stop gaps always just fixing things left and right and then signing a free agent to come and fix his problems that's exactly what he did he didn't take carry price he signs grubauer to come and fix the problem didn't they didn't they take uh vanacek also they traded him for a second round pick back to washington back to washington I don't know they were allowed doing that. Yes, you are. You're not allowed to trade back with retention. You can trade back. Ah, okay. So we could have gone carry Price. Reacquired Price. For a first. It would have been a first. Why would you do that? I would never give a first at that point. No. Take him. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Well, if it it was the first this year, then we don't have this whole Logan Mayu scandal. Oh, yeah. No. I would have still (laughs) been. I would prefer the Logan Mayu scandal to trading back a first for carry Price. Um, so as a guy who's uh, one of the best followers on Twitter when it comes to hockey, um, especially when it comes to the Habs, and uh, we're looking at the expansion draft, and Frank Valley is just, boom, just fucking hammering them out one by one, one by one. What are you thinking? Because I'm looking at it like this. Like, I wasn't going to watch the expansion draft, but I was looking forward to the next day to seeing the list. And as I'm on Twitter all day, because, you know, Twitter's fun, I just see everything being leaked. Bang, bang, bang. Journalistic integrity. What, what insider do you expect, integrity. What, what do you, you expect? I, it's because I, Frank Cerevelli, Frank Cerevelli is now with... with, with, with um, Daily Faceoff. Da- exactly, Daily Faceoff. So he's not with TSN anymore. And I, I think the rest followed after he started. So they're like... Yeah, Friedman's yeah. side. He's like, all right, yeah, young yeah. ho. Yeah, but also at this at the same time, like, and and that's on the league. Yeah. And when it comes to logistics with this league, we keep coming back to it. They're not very smart with no. logistics. A, yeah. the marketing presentation of their entire expansion draft was disgustingly. Remember the Leafs one? Bad. The yeah, Leafs. That one. was <laughs> that was the only good thing about that entire presentation, Alex, because the rest of it. Was cringeworthy. My fiance made me change the channel because she's like, "Okay, Marco, listen. I watch Zian Bibo and whomever they want as the anthem singer sing like crazy. Random kids showing up with a torch, lighting up ice. I watch all of this shit for you, but I ain't watching this." <laughs> and, and I looked at her and I was like, "I agree. Let's turn this off." But then they made the Leafs comment, and I was like, "Okay, redemption." It's crazy, man. It's, uh, like it's how, how transparent they this are. This is the it. league. This is the league for you. Yeah. Like, if you want the element of surprise, then don't demand the picks be in 10 hours before the actual event. That's crazy. It is 2021, Gary. This isn't 1972. <laughs> Information travels fast, especially well, if you have to talk to agents. They just signed on a fucking bunch of t- uh, TikToker, man. I think they're, 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 they're trying to, oh, they're starting to understand don't, how the interweb don't. works. 
Don't don't get me started. On uh, that. that was a dumb. That was oh probably, yeah, that, that was probably the worst candidate they could. Uh, like the worst, big clown. name Marissa Roberto from TSN would have probably been a better get than that. Like uh, bless her soul. That guy is like huge on TikTok, so he's gonna get a lot of people. I don't. I don't care that he's, he's a Leafs fan. I don't think he's very relevant. Exactly. I don't think he's very relevant. He's only a Leafs fan because of uh, Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah, because of uh, Bieber, Matthew. Yeah. Well, the you, whole thing. you know, you, Terry, all or nothing. Right, yeah, yeah. all right. and nothing, or and then in Toronto's lexicon, nothing. nothing. <laughs> so the free agent frenzy started. Habs Twitter was going crazy. Everyone was saying Dougie Hamilton, uh, Landis Cog, Ovechkin. Instead, we got Hoffman, Savard, Paquette, Perrault. Um, I, I'm not sure what you. What's your grade first of all on all these signings? And oh, yeah, what do you uh, easily a B. I think, I think it's a B. First of all, I'd like to point out that, the you know, getting Savard at the contract that they got him at was refreshing, because I honestly thought he was going four point five times three or four point five times four, and to get three point five times four, I'll take it. Honest to God, a right defenseman version of Joel Edmondson. That's what you got. Yeah, what, well, I'd say with a little bit more offense to his game because no. <laughs> he, he, he can drive the play. He can drive he could, the play. He as could. A, he just doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't do it anymore. I would prefer he play with a more offensive left-handed shot player, and I think everyone knows where I'm going with this. Vince I'd love Dunn. to see him. Okay, if they acquire Vince Dunn, but I can't speak <laughs> to that yet. I'd love to see him paired with Romanov. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. Allow Romanov to be a puck moving player develop Romanov to be that top four right or left handed or sorry right or left D because he can play both Rover on the ice and then have him stay back he's got all the experience in the world he's won a Stanley Cup doing it you know playing with Sergeyev on on his left go do the exact same thing with Romanov and let him go eventually you're going to get you're going to let go of Sherratt and you're going to have Romanov in a top four role on the left side. Best groom him now. Put him with Savard. It's a good call. That's the way I see it. It's and then call. Hoffman. I mean, guys, I'm sorry. That's a wicked contract. It's a great contract. Three years? Because two years, years from now, if he's sucking the bag, sad you. He's getting traded. No problems. What team oh, would, easily. What team wouldn't want to take that contract for, like, let's say he's going to be a UFA at the end of the year? It's insane. 4.5 is great. Like, I saw that. He, you know, they weren't able to. They, uh, I believe it was St. Louis that tried to retain him, and they only offered him four times three. Um, and Montreal came in at four and a half times three, and that's why he signed in Montreal. He signed in Montreal because Montreal has two centers under the age of 23 that are going to be dynamite next season, and that power play desperately needs a left-handed shot, and he's going to be that. Yeah. So here is a guy that's basically going to come into your top six, be a figurehead on the power play, exactly the kind of usage he wants. But the risk is nothing. There's no trade protection. It's three years, and it's less than $5 million. I'll take a top six power play specialist for less than $5 million on a short-term deal any day. So the, the thing about what I like about Savard and Paquette is the money. I mean, we didn't spend a lot. Uh, Paquette is... Great depth, great for, that, depth exactly. for that money because you could essentially bury him should things not work out 
you could send him to the minors and the cap hit comes right off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now, I forgot about Weidman. Yeah, 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 yeah Weidman okay, as well. Chris, Weidman's a good Chris pick. pick. We'll see. We'll see. We'll defenseman we'll of the year. Defenseman yeah, of the year defenseman in the KHL. Of the year in the KHL. You know who else was defenseman of the year in the KHL? The Leafs. Miko Lettinen. Miko Lettinen. will tell you. Miko Lettinen. <laughs> what did Miko Lettinen do? Nothing. Chris so, Weidman, he could be defenseman of the year in KHL. The thing is, he was already in the NHL. At, exactly. a very, at, I, a, at a above at maybe a couple seasons above average for the most part average career uh, in the NHL. He's good depth. Yeah, and the reason why they had to go and get a guy like Weidman is because they lost Flurry, because they lost Weber, because they already had very little depth at the right defenseman position. They went and drafted three right defensemen this year specifically for that. They even signed a minor leaguer to play right defenseman. Um, it's it, they need to reconstruct the right side of their defensive brigade. And that's how you start. Now, they're probably with the context, you're probably going to be shifting Norlander to right D permanently because he's been playing right D for the last three years in Sweden. So the way that I see it, they want to line that up. They want to make sure that they have everything set up. Going to get a guy like Weidman, at least for this year, is a stopgap. If he impresses similarly to like a Kulak acquisition, uh, then you sign him long-term on the cheap. And I'm sure he'll stick around, but it's a no-risk signing. And I'd rather they sign this now than give up a fifth in February to go and get him. Um, just a few more things before we let you go, Marco. Um, Duane, what are we? what's the situation with him? What are we looking at for next year? He's um, back on the ice training. I'm He's saying, back on the ice at Brossard training. So, What are we looking for, at in terms of... Is he going to be trade trade deadline date uh, trade bait? Hopefully, I don't um, think so. Man, it would have been so nice to get rid of him to Seattle. No, no, I don't think Seattle would have taken the chance. Given I know that's what I'm saying. It would have been, it just would have been nice, but it's too bad, man. Because the, and everybody was talking about Romanov as like a potential trade bait for Eichel, who this that everybody everybody. Was well, saying, Romanov, yeah, he's part. He would be part of whatever package. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And I, and in my head, I'm like, don't do it. We've already lost McDonough. We already lost Sergachev in bad trades. Why would we give up Romanov again? We need D. The Habs have needed D for I years. I guess because I guess the reason, yeah, and, and that is true. But the Habs have also needed a bona fide superstar number one center uh, for longer, and. That might be, you know, the reason that you would include that. If you have an Eichel trade, it's because Suzuki, whom looks like he's going to develop into that elite two-way number one player, would be your number two center. It would give Montreal the deepest one-two punch they've had since they won the cup. And even then, probably further. So it's attractive. I, I grant that. And no asset that Montreal is going to give for Eichel is going to become better than Eichel. I can tell you that right now. But I also agree that the sum of the parts make it so that maybe it's not the best scenario for the Canadians, especially if Romanov is not the only top player going with that package to, to Buffalo. Uh, you know, if, if Kakaniemi is included, I understand. But if one of Caulfield or Suzuki is included in that deal... Well, then you're, you're going backwards. So I understand why Bergevin tried and went to see what the waters were. But I also understand that any team acquiring Jack Eichel right now is not going to be acquiring a very healthy player. He won't even be ready to start the season. Yeah. 
and it's, one it's also his job to go out and see what the price is on this player. Yeah, which is fine. I don't. If there's one thing I don't doubt Bergevin does, it's inform himself on the price. Yeah. If there's one thing I doubt that Bergevin does, it's gamble on trades like he gambles on everything else. <laughs> well, breaking news right now: one defenseman that I Habs wanted that I wanted the Habs to get, Ryan Murray, just is going to Colorado right now. Huh. Are you surprised though? Colorado yeah. makes total sense. It makes sense for him, yeah. And look, the Habs right now. What I've sort of, it's 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 either they're either gonna add on D or they're gonna add, add on center. I don't think Habs are gonna get two more signings. They're either gonna they're gonna extend Kotkaniemi, and they're gonna sign someone to be the third line center. Because I'm not convinced that Jake Evans can take over the spot, the third role, the third C spot for the whole year. I, I feel like he's a great fourth liner, he's a fourth line center. He's a, he'll be great on there. But third line, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being skeptical right now. And also Kotkaniemi, he needs to find more consistency during the season. I know during the playoffs, he's amazing. But in order to season, we, we're going to need some consistency down the middle. And I think that's where Bergeron's going to go and go grab someone for a third line C or even second line C. Who knows? Jack Eichel could be the answer. But even Christian Dvorak, we're talking about him as well on Twitter. I don't know. So who's available? Well, yeah, there's there's a few that are available. Um, one thing I will say, though, um, anybody who will turn around and, and, and say that maybe Eichel is the solution – there's no way you get Eichel without one of Suzuki or Kakaniemi involved, which leaves you with the same problem as before, having Jack Eichel as your third-line center. Um, there is no way that you can acquire Christian Dvorak without either sacrificing a first-round pick or Ryan Paling, whom, who will probably eventually be that third-line center. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, you want my honest opinion? Habs aren't <laughs> winning anything this year. Play the kids. Play them. This is this is it. Have, I'm happy with that because because if we lose and we don't make the playoffs, 2022 is a deep draft. No, 2022 is a top heavy draft. Yeah, exactly. Deep. So I wouldn't say top heavy, top ten. There's also 2023. Is going also going to be a great draft too, right? Michkov says hi. <laughs> yes, Michkov so and Bedar. And so does Bedard. What exactly. about what about my boy Mikey Mikey Lestarza? Where's he gonna go? That's twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Twenty three. What? Lestarza? He's uh he's fourteen years old right now, right? Or he's fifteen? A, he's a two thousand four. Yeah, but two thousand four what? I don't know his birthday. He played. <laughs> he's a two thousand four. I know that for a fact. Mikael Lestarza. There's uh Fantilli. There's Fantilli exactly. Chicago's Fantilli. Um, oh, I'm gonna leave his prospects right now. Hold on. Yeah, I see him. He's a January. He's, he's born. born. Uh, yeah, January. He's an 04, so he's 2022. Damn. Not 2023, 2022. Look at that. Oh, he I went to Shattuck St. Mary. Look at him. He went for yeah. He went for a year to Shattuck. Now Ooh. he's going. Now he's going to uh, BU. He yeah, played for the the brick. Wait, he's going to BU in his no. draft eligible season. That's rare. That's really rare. Good for him. Yeah, he's a smart kid. Oh, no, 2022, 2023. So I guess he's going back to Waterloo in the USHL next year. All right, still. 
BU uh, produced very good hockey players. Luke Tuck uh, says hi. Yeah. A lot of guys. Big Dick Tuck, man. Either BC oh or Oh, my BU. God. You're going to call him Big Dick Tuck, too, now? <laughs> That's <laughs> what uh, every, every big winger is going to be Big Dick Enter Name. No, no. Only, yes. jo- only Josh Anderson. <laughs> only Josh Anderson. Plus, I, I'm, I'm, every single time that Josh Anderson scored this season, especially in the playoffs, I just imagine <laughs> Alex's face lighting up, just yelling at the screen, being like, Big Dick! And his I tweeted it. Like, yeah, no, All I know the you did, but I could just imagine you like watching the games. And your neighbor is being like, this kid watches too much porn, man. <laughs> well, yeah. well, my father-in-law is, is, is going crazy when I say Big Dick Anderson. Why? <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Big Dick? Yeah, man. Well, that's that's fair. Probably shouldn't talk about dicks in front of your father-in-law. <laughs> Just not not your own. That's the only one. Yeah, no. Like, like I've, I've gone through it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, Marco. We appreciate you coming on, man. It was awesome to get you on. Um... At the hockey expert on Twitter, best follow, um, and he doesn't—he doesn't shy away from responding to you if he thinks your answers are stupid. He also doesn't shy away from having a cordial discussion with you if he feels like he can have one with you on Twitter. So if you want any interaction about the Habs, at the hockey expert, um, your website is scrimmagestats.com. Yep. Did I get? Yeah, I got it right. Scrimmagestats.com. I was like, is it stats and scrimmages? I was trying to figure it no, out. No, everyone, everyone has fun with that they're like wait what scrimmages and scrimmages and stats and what <laughs> scrimmagesandstats.com yes. um for all his blogs his pre-drafts are the, it's the best to follow if you want to be in from, if you want to be informed it's the only thing that i hey, use hey terry we, we never asked marco what's his favorite poutine spot in montreal oh it's a good cue i don't my favorite poutine spot is not in montreal where is it uh hmm. it's actually in mascouche oh what's it called i'm not telling you why it's a it's a patatrie. It's a local patatrie shop in Mascouche. I might be playing um, golf there. Just give me the fucking place and I'll that, go try. That's, that's unsurprising. Chez Gérard. No. Chez Gérard. Chez Gérard. Like, look, there's a lot of good spots overall. Like, I, I, you know, you have the obvious tourist spots like La Banquise, uh, which is good, but I will say not exactly what I would consider great. It's more like artisanal Putin. It's, um, uh, it's a gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Um when I was growing up in, in St. Leo, bro, uh, definitely some uh, smoked meat uh, puts in from Jerry's Jerry's was, uh, was the shit. Those yeah. used to make me very happy up until maybe six months ago. Chez ma tante, and then too. Chez ma tante is very good as well. And there's, um, there's the puts in that they make at La Fleur's that always used to have a soft spot in my heart. Those are the ones on the island of Montreal. Yeah, yeah. The Chic La for me is number one. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I love yeah, I Orange julep. Orange julep is very under. Well, I like about orange julep because it's like that thick, dark sauce, you know? Yeah. And you yeah, don't get the, that. Also, the, the, and the, 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 the way that the potatoes are cut and then cooked, it's done well. And you can, you can appreciate that. You do appreciate that. And we appreciate you coming on. Alex, I appreciate you. Um, as usual, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. I'm Terry Tam. That was Alex, the intern. That was the, at the Hockey Expert on Twitter. And don't forget to rub your meat. Don't forget to rub your meat, boys. Peace.